0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, April 11th, 2021. Undercover Boss in the Garden. Good morning, Connection Church. Good morning at home. Yeah, good, good, good. So good to be with everybody this morning. Today we begin, as you can just see, a new three-part series called Undercover Boss. Anybody here ever seen that show? Yeah, for those that didn't, it's a show where um, they take a top-level executive or owner of a national uh, multinational corporation, and they disguise themselves. They go undercover uh, to a couple of their locations and and function as an entry-level employee to see what really goes on <laughs> in the company and, and to see uh, uh, what the uh, employees think of the of the boss, you know. And uh, so it's kind of an interesting show. It's been I think it. I'm not sure it's on anymore, but probably in reruns. But anyway, that's what we're going to talk about, the Undercover Balls. We're going to be looking at three post-resurrection Jesus encounters in which people who are familiar with Jesus do not immediately recognize Him. Today we're going to look at a Jesus encounter that took place in the garden on Easter morning.
1: My name's Carrie Jones.
0: I'm Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's so good to be with you. It's so good to be with you. We have a record number of people in the sanctuary. Just want you to know at home that we're all safe here. And Penny, you're here. It's so awesome to see Penny Royce in the house. If Penny can be here, come on in. Come on back. And when we expand services, it'll be even more room for everybody. We have a lot of people online, like close to, I think Barry said, 80 households in addition to those in the house so god Very is good. good let's um start right off with prayer would you pray with me please almighty god thank you so much for today it's a day that you've made it's a day that is full of joy and excitement wherever we are lord center us center us and help us um, remove the distractions so that we can be laser focused on the message that you have for us today We give this time to you, in the name of the Father and the Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen.
0: So, John's fourth book of the New Testament, second part of the Bible. John chapter 20, verse 1, New International Version. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. Early the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary, Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb. In his commentary on the book of John, William Barclay tells us that it was custom in Palestine at that time to visit the tomb of a loved one for three days following uh, the funeral, uh, after the body had been laid to rest. It, it was believed that for three days... The spirit of the dead person hovered around the tomb. It then departed, they believed, as the body became unrecognizable because of decay. Now, Jesus' followers could not come to the tomb prior to Sunday morning because to make a journey for them, it would have broken the Sabbath rules. As Sabbath ran from Sunset Friday just after Jesus had been buried. They had a hurry and bury Him because Sabbath was coming, was starting. It starts sunset on Friday, and Sabbath runs till three stars in the sky show on Saturday. I don't know what they do if it's cloudy, but that's what it says, three stars on Saturday evening.
1: And so when Mary gets to the tomb, she sees that the stone has been removed from the entrance. Now, to clarify, this stone is just not some big, huge boulder, but is this big, honking stone wheel that's rolled in place. There's like a track on a groove. So it's like really, really big and heavy. In addition, at the end of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, we are told in chapter 27, verse 66 that in order to make this particular tomb as secure as possible the authorities sealed the stone they posted a guard so that the disciples could not come and steal the body to make it look as though Jesus had risen from the dead they had all this stuff in place In spite of this, when Mary gets there, the stone has been removed from the entrance and the guards are not in the picture.
0: Hmm. John 20 verse 2. So she, Mary, came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. So even though several nights before this, several nights before, back on Thursday night, Peter denied even knowing Jesus. He did it three times. Even though that happened, he is still looked upon as the leader of the pack here. Interesting. And so Peter is the disciple that Mary runs to with what she's discovered. Peter and the other disciple who Jesus loved. Which is really interesting because that guy was John who wrote this. <laughs> anyway, it's funny though. We're told, we're not even told she looked in the tomb and yet she knows that it's, uh, that it's uh, empty, that Jesus is not there, that in her mind he's been taken from the tomb by whoever they are and she doesn't know where they have put him. Interesting.
1: So from this, Peter and John run back from the tomb, they look inside, and they see the burial cloths right there lying in place as though Jesus escaped from them untouched. When John sees this, he has like this aha moment. Our granddaughter Isabella would like do that. Like, <laughs> and he believes. He believes It wasn't all that Jesus told him in advance that caused John to believe. It was seeing it. Now, how true is that for us as well? Sometimes we just have to see it to believe it, even though we're told over and over and over. But it just doesn't really register until we see it. So Peter and John then returned to where they were staying with the other disciples.
0: Starting at verse 11 through 15. Again, John 20. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Well, if they have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put Him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him.
1: So Mary Magdalene sees Jesus, but she doesn't recognize him. Now, That's pretty wild, actually, when you think about it. I mean, we read in chapter 8 of Luke's gospel that she's one of the women that traveled with Jesus and helped support his ministry out of her resources. It's the same passage that Jesus has driven seven demons out of Mary Magdalene. All four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, identify her as being a witness at the crucifixion of Jesus, as well as being present at her burial. All four identify her as being at the tomb on Easter morning. So she was certainly no stranger to Jesus. She knew him so well. That Easter morning, she was either alone in these um, accounts or with other women. And she was actually the very first one to witness the empty tomb to witness that his body was not there, to witness the resurrection. Jesus was not a stranger to this woman. So it seems strange that she does not recognize him at the tomb that morning.
0: So we have to wonder what's going on here. If it was today, we would totally understand. COVID face masks and all right. You know, just the other day we had a funeral here and I saw a couple outside, and they said hi, and I didn't immediately recognize them. They used to go to church here, I realized later, but they pulled their mask down a little bit. Oh, hello, you know, hi. Uh, it but just I did,
1: happened to me this morning.
0: I didn't recognize, <laughs> you know, the half-face look, you know. Um, uh, it, it, wa- uh, it wasn't because I hadn't seen them, it was because I could only see half their face. Uh, and I'd like to say that happens more than I'd like to admit. Can, do I have anybody with me on this one? Yeah, hello. Yeah, there we go. So. Um, uh, so the, the question is: Does anyone else have trouble with the COVID mask-induced partial face recognition? That's that's the question. One of the questions is Yeah. You okay. made
1: that one good. up all by yourself. Yeah,
0: that was a. Uh, that was good. COVID uh, mask-induced partial yeah, face go.
1: recognition. There you go. All right. So, Mary didn't really have that excuse of this partial COVID mask-induced partial face recognition. We're not told here that Jesus is wearing a mask. So what is it then? Well, we're told that Mary's crying. Uh, I don't know about you, but if I cry, and I cry a lot, my eyes, you know, it's hard to see. They kind of burn. Um, She was crying pretty good, and... You could imagine why this whole thing was very devastating. I mean, she witnessed her Savior being executed in the most inhumane way. So we're not sure what was going on, but maybe the crying thing affected her ability to see.
0: In addition, we're told that she turned around and saw Jesus. We have no idea how long she was turned and looked at him. She she might just glance quickly and look back at the empty tomb, not expecting it to be him. She, you know, thinking it was the gardener, her look in his direction may have been very brief as she was looking for Jesus, not the guy who takes care of the flowers and shrubs.
1: And maybe, probably, Jesus had a little bit of a different appearance than she was used to. Maybe the resurrection means a complete makeover. Thank you, Jesus. Especially compared to the last time she saw him, which is a beaten and bloody on the cross. But we know in resurrection, there is glory. Mm. And so Jesus had glory around him. Or was, he was glory. Mm. He was glory.
0: Or maybe it's because she's not expecting to see Him alive. Uh, When she goes to the tomb, maybe it just does not compute. I know on occasion, I don't recognize someone right in front of me when we're like out of context, you know? Like I'm used to maybe seeing them here and I see them someplace where I wouldn't expect to see them and it takes me, you know, backfield in motion, get things straight there to kind of figure out. Maybe you've been in that situation as well. I find it not only strange, but actually embarrassing at times when you don't have that instant recognition that you probably should.
1: So there was a lot going on here, and it could have been a combination of all of this. And it's kind of like the show, Undercover Boss, but unlike the show, Jesus wasn't purposefully trying to fool her, like on the show.
0: John 20, verse 16, Jesus said to her, Mary, just a single word, her name, Mary, she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Funny, isn't it? How looking at him, she didn't recognize Jesus, but there was an instant recognition when he called her by name. Kind of reminds me of when our kids were little. And we'd be in a crowd or at the house with a lot of people, and they'd be trying to get our attention, Mom, Dad, Mom, and, and we didn't hear it.
1: Or we tuned it out.
0: <laughs> or both. So then they'd revert to Carrie or Alan, and you inst- they instantly got our attention. Anybody here get that? Yeah. Yeah, they instantly got our attention. Isn't it funny how... Calling our name gets our attention. Yeah.
1: And here's the thing. He knew her name. He called her by name. And that's important for us to remember. Jesus knows your name. Jesus knows your name. And he knows your name. He knows us personally. He knows when we rise, when we sit. He knows when we sleep. He knows when we're um, out and about and awake. He knows everything. And he will call us by name in order to get our attention, in order that we might recognize him among the distractions. Now, sometimes it's not Carrie, but it is something that gets my attention. How about you? When we're out and about and we're doing something, and then it's like, oh boy, okay, yeah, that's you. (laughs) He might call us through scripture when we read the Bible. That's how God talks to me a lot. I could read the same scripture a hundred times, and then the 101st time I see something different and hear something different. The living word of God. He might call us um, through a friend. Or through uh, life challenges. Wow. Yeah, that happens. And here's the thing. When it happens, do we know him well enough to recognize his voice? Do we know him well enough to recognize his voice? And do we recognize when Jesus is calling us? And when he does, how about this? What do we say back in return? Do we go, la, 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 la? Or do we say Jesus, Savior, Master, Lord, Holy One, Son of God, Redeemer, Resurrector? We what is it? What name do you have when you respond?
0: Mary called him Rabboni, the Aramaic word for the Hebrew rabbi or teacher. Makes sense. Jesus had taught her everything spiritually. He taught her that she didn't have to be trapped in the old life that she was in. Taught her that he came to help, to heal, to deliver, to save. So what's the name you have for Jesus? And what does that reflect about your relationship with him?
1: John chapter 20 verses 17 and 18. Jesus said,
0: boy, that would be challenging, don't you think? Boy, as challenging as coming in here pre-COVID, pre-COVID, and saying to Penny, don't hug me, right? (laughs) Pre-COVID. You know, there's a lot of speculation among Bible scholars as to the reason for this statement on Jesus' part, and there's certainly not consensus when you look through different commentaries. Perhaps... He's merely indicating that time is precious here. That he needs her to quickly share what she's seen. That instead of spending more time with here in the moment, that he needs her to share the good news with the rest of the disciples. That Jesus is alive and and he'll be going to live with the Father in heaven shortly. We've got a limited window of opportunity here. And so Mary does just that. She, She goes and tells the disciples the good news. What she's seen and what she's been told by Jesus. Here's an interesting one. Turns out Mary delivers the very first Easter morning resurrection message. (laughs) Pretty incredible. In that day and time, in that culture, it was a woman who was the first to preach Christ risen on that first Easter morning. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's good stuff.
1: I'm glad you think so.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) I'm well trained. Come on.
1: (laughs) True that. So, you know, this is something for us to keep in mind as well, that we know the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news is what Jesus has done in our lives, that we have the privilege to be a part of the kingdom building, of what God is doing. And that is so important for us to share what that looks like to other people. It doesn't have to be like hitting people over the head with the gospel, but just like, you know what? I was this way. Jesus came into my life. And now I'm this way. Wow, it can be that simple. It's so important for you to share your testimony, your Witness and again, it doesn't have to be churchy, just tell what you know, what you've experienced. That God loved you so much that He sent His one and only Son to earth to be born so that He could die on the cross. He's resurrected, sitting at the right hand of God the Father, and He did that so that we could have new life. Mm. Each one of us, new life. Not just once, but every day, every day. That is so important. That's what—that's our story. That we have new chances every day.
0: Mm-hmm. So, question of the day. We always have a question. And the question of today is: So what? A great story, yeah. Great story. Of, so what? Well, here's the so what. It's important to always be on the lookout for Jesus. It's important to always expect the unexpected. <laughs> the undercover boss. <laughs> Look for Him to show up unannounced. Especially especially in those situations that appear hopeless. Out of the question, beyond redemption. Where, where saving seems absolutely impossible. Expect him to show up, especially in those cases. Isn't it funny, though, how often we are surprised when Jesus does just that, which is exactly uh, uh, what he said he would do. (laughs) Just like in this case, when he rose three days after being put in the tomb, he told them over and over that was going to happen, but they were surprised. Funny, isn't it? Mary and all the rest of the disciples were surprised to see Jesus alive on Easter morning. Even though that's exactly what He told them would happen. How often are we likewise surprised when Jesus takes a situation that we thought was over, finished dead, and Jesus brings new life into it when He resurrects it. We shouldn't be surprised. That's what Jesus does. That's who he is. He came back to life after three days, resurrected, and he brings new life to you and to me. Brings resurrection to our lives, to our situations, to to what we thought was over and done, to what we thought was impossible, to what we thought was dead. So here's an idea for you. Here's an idea for you today. Take this, stick this in your pocket, take it home. Rather than waiting for Him to call you by name when you have a situation that appears to be dead that could use some new life that you would like to see resurrected, why not get proactive and call Him by name and ask Him to bring some new life into whatever it is that you need? How about that?
1: Yeah. So, death was arrested (laughs) on Easter Sunday. Every single one of us has a story to tell. And if you don't know what that is, the fact that you're here today is part of that story. You're not here by accident. It could be as simple as, gosh, I was just like, I think I needed to go to church, and so I just showed up today. That is the Holy Spirit. Come on. Come on into the family of God. Come on into the community of faith because we need each other. It is so encouraging to be a part of a mission, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. And we each live that out in a different way. But it starts with a relationship, with saying to Jesus, okay, you're it. I'm going to trust everything that I've heard. I'm going to trust your word that you indeed died and then rose again for me and that my life has changed and my life is better because of you. That It's just starting with that step. There's another really important step to say, man, I've messed up. I sin. I do things that aren't so... Good in your eyes or in my eyes. I mean, there's, I know what's right and wrong myself. God doesn't even have to tell me. But to acknowledge that and say, I'm a mess on my own, but you're the one who gives me new life. So we hope that today, wherever you are on that continuum, whether you're exploring or you're thinking, all right, I'm going to jump in the shallow end or you're swimming in the deep end of the pool, We want you to know that we are so glad you're here, but God is thrilled that you're on the other side of that camera or you're right here hearing the living word. It's not Alan and me. It's hearing the word of God and to recognize what he's done for us. So when he calls your name, what will you call him back? For me, depends on the situation. Right now, I'm just praising them like crazy. You are the author and the redeemer. You're the creator. You're the lover of my soul. You're a comforter. You're a convictor. What is it for you? God has a purpose and a plan for each one of us. And our prayer is that you just trust and take one more step into it. That's the good news of the gospel. Let's live it. And let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Almighty God, thank you so much for your love, for your grace, that you defeated death itself. Nothing could hold you down. You know, you said in Scripture, don't hold on to me. But we can, Lord, hold on to you in your resurrected self, in your glory, and know that you will never, we hold on to you, but when we don't have strength to do that anymore, you hold on to us. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for giving us purpose. Thank you for dying and rising again for your life. Lord, we give you the honor and the glory and the praise in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.